Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the Sixers, they are streaking thanks to the first 50-piece for Philly guard since Allen Iverson. Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid, are they enough to be the answer for Philadelphia? And Maxey's joining the show as well. Plus, James Harden, he got out of the city of brotherly love, but... His dream L.A. homecoming, it's off to a nightmarish start. How much is the beard to blame? And the Clippers, they aren't the only team that are seeing the losses start to stack up here. So we have the most worrisome start between Giannis, Steph, KD, Zion. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. He is our senior writer, Zach Lowe. She is our senior writer, Ramona Shelburne. She is our do-it-all analyst, sideline reporter, Roz Goldon-Wude. And beaming in from H-Town is our resident big man, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> We have a ton to get to in this show, as always. The games last night were excellent, but here's the deal. When someone scores 50, right, that's where we start the show, my friends. And plus, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, they did something that hasn't been done since 1967. So, Director Kathy, let's roll to the highlight. Roz, this man was about to go off. He showed his bag is deep. So many different ways to score. He scored all three levels. By the way, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, they combined for 51 points in the first half. Embiid at 26, seven rebounds. Maxey at 25. 76ers up 69, 60 at half. And then it was all Tyrese Maxey in the second half here, Zach. That's rude. Swipe and go. Boop, boop. He's off to the races. You better keep up with him. Look at that Euro step finish. That three blocks. Three blocks. Three blocks. Go, Maxey, go. Nice play by Maxey. Good way effort. Oh, no, not again. Oh, be nice. Yo, he had to really hustle to get that block. And came up with the opposite hand against the glass. Top of the square. Doing it on both ends of the floor. Oh, is that a step back? Ooh. That's not one to go to. Look, Bruce Brown, (laughs) you can't even believe what he's seeing. Maxie has 43 points at this point. And then, once again, Tyrese Maxie, after Patrick Beverly misses the three, cleans it up, 45. And then Tyrese Maxie again drives. Gets it to go off of the glass. 47 at this point. So just over a minute left in the game. I didn't know if he'd get it. Tyrese Maxey for 50. Another step back three. Joel Embiid praising Maxey after the game. They needed to cool him off. Maxey told me that after this, he had to get his hair retwisted today. <laughs> it's not working anymore. Let's take a look at the post game. <laughs> Relatable. Joel, Joel needed me to get wanted me to get 50 more than I think I myself did. Um, he he was going to grab the ball and was like, "You are going to shoot this basketball." But Tobias was yelling at me on the free throw line because I wasn't running towards him to get the ball. And I'm like, "Yo, let's just finish the game, man." You just gotta appreciate them, man. Tobias, Joe, all of them, Pat, uh, those are brothers, man. You know, and you gotta love them for that. And I appreciate it. 
pretty cool when your teammates almost want it more for you than you want it for yourself. And then Joel Embiid, he took to social media. He called his teammate the franchise. Whoa. Well, hashtag 50. So safe to say, I mean, he was proud of Maxi's career night, and he absolutely should be. The 76ers, they're off to an 8-1 start, their best nine-game start since 2000-2001. And, of course, what happened then? They went 9-0. They went to the NBA Finals. So back with our entire panel here, Zach. Uh, as currently constructed, going big picture here, the Sixers, can they win it all? I still think they're one guy short. But the emergence of Tyrese Maxey, which is the single biggest story in the NBA this season, means that one guy doesn't have to be a star because they have two stars on their team. They have two all-stars. They have two guys who might make an all-NBA team. That's how good Tyrese Maxey has been. 65 assists, 10 turnovers. That's the most underrated Tyrese Maxey stat. 10 turnovers in nine games. So the Sixers now, they can be a little bit picky. The pool of guys they can look at with the stuff they got in the Harden trade gets a little wider. You know what? If it's just a role player, that's fine. A third or fourth or fifth guy, we keep our cap space open for the summer, get like a $15 million guy in the door. That might be enough because that's how good this dude is right now. Well, I mean, I think when you look at Tyrese Maxey, they knew he was going to be good, but I don't think they knew he was going to take this kind of a leap. He used to play so fast. That you, you, he couldn't make the reads. Now he plays fast, but he also knows how to change direction. He has a change of pace. He has to get separation. And when you have that, he's reading the game. He's surveying the game. He's not just a guy to come off the bench and give you a spark. He but is he a guy that can carry a team back to the NBA Finals, along with Joel Embiid? Obviously, this is... I think I'm with Zach. I think they still need more. I think they, after January, when you get those guys in the door in that trade that they made with James for James Harden, they have draft picks. They have expiring contracts. I think Batum has been a good fit, but the rest of what they have is easily upgradable. And I think you need more. You need a defensive-minded guard. You need a backup big man. Maybe a, somebody they were in on Drew Holiday, so maybe it's an OG Ananobi type if he becomes available. Perk, but, where do you, but fall you need on this? somebody else yeah. to fill out that roster. Well, chickens and waffles is what I ate yesterday. Chicken and waffles. Okay. And chicken and waffles is what I tweeted about last night because Tyrese makes Maxi made me remind the world about chicken and waffles, meaning a 50-piece wing dinners and the three waffles. And that was the three blocks. See, that's the thing. We could talk about how great Tyrese Maxi is on the offensive end. And look. And no one, no one can be mad at that. He is elite. He is explosive. Yeah. But when we think about him on the defensive side of things, okay. those blocks, those were huge. And he's not afraid of embarrassment. I'm watching him fight over screens. I watched him against the Celtics when he had a chase down block on Drew Holiday. When he went vertical, used his verticality and blocked Derek White shot late in the game. So when I think about what he's bringing on the other side of the floor with that high motor. Tyrese Maxey hit different on both ends of the floor. Sure, but with those chicken and those waffles, <laughs> is there a side of gravy that they yeah. go all the way to kind the NBA sauce. Finals? Yeah. Too much food. Not just serve. Just serve. I oh, think Perk is just, just hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I think so yeah. Okay, well, since everyone here has brought up Tyrese Maxey, let's drill down a little bit more into that with you, Roz, because he's increased his scoring by more than eight points per game this season. That's the highest increase for someone who's averaged at least a dozen points. That's the numbers. I want to know what you see. Yeah, you know, he's a worker, and in my years of covering the the 76ers I remember talking with Doc Rivers he used to tell me Maxi works so hard that they actually had to lock him out of the gym lockout days and, mm-hmm. yeah, seriously like that's how, how hard he's going and that this 50 point game you saw the work he looked like somebody who 
had been working on his packages, his finishes. Let's look at the tape at all the different ways that he affected the game. On offense, you know, right now he's going to showcase the floater. He doesn't get too deep. He elevates, avoids charges, has nice body control. He shows his finishing package, a burst of speed, a change of pace, a finger roll off the glass. It's a lovely kiss. He shows that he can create space, the step back three-point shot. He also hit a number of catch and shoot shots. The 50 points will get the headline, but the blocks tell the story. He had a whole tail to get that block. And I think overall it speaks to his style of play that I think is a great culture setter for the 76ers. His motor, his pace, um, the way he works. There's nothing lethargic about his game. There's nothing lazy about his game. Mm. And when that's coming from your lead guard, I think that's very healthy positive and a great culture setter for the 76ers. Tyrese Maxey, the second youngest player for the 76ers to have 50 points. And I'll admit it, right? I wasn't sure how long the James Harden cloud was going to hang yep. over this franchise. Mm -hmm. We came into the season talking about, oh, the Milwaukee Bucks, oh, the Boston Celtics. And then there was sort of this huge question mark that sort of surrounded the mm -hmm. 76ers of what's their ceiling? How good can they be? So, James Harden, Joel Embiid, they were leading the league in assists, leading the league in scoring. And now we see Tyrese Maxey sort of step into this big role. Who had the higher ceiling, the Tyrese Maxey-Joel Embiid duo or James Harden and Joel Embiid? Well, time has passed. I, I think last year's team with all of them had a higher ceiling, maybe. But this team's ceiling is right there with them, and that's the story for the 76ers. That cloud you mentioned? Yeah. Weather usually goes west to east. That cloud went east to west, yeah. and it's hovering over L.A. right now. <laughs> and look, if you're the Sixers, yeah. you had three paths. You could have done this path where you trade James Harden and get good stuff for him. Good players, too. Nick Batum, Robert yeah. Covington. Or you could have re-signed James Harden for a lot of money or lost James Harden in free agency for nothing. This path has turned into an absolute home run. So much better for them long-term and short-term than either of those other paths. It's unbelievable how life has changed for the Sixers in like 10 days. Right, and they continue. They have another litmus test on Wednesday against the Celtics. I don't want to overlook, of course, them playing the Pacers once again on Tuesday, tomorrow. So they have some interesting games coming up. I do want to stick in Philadelphia, though, because the 76ers, they were playing with a lot of their on their mind. Forward Kelly Oubre Jr., he was struck by a motor vehicle at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Now, Oubre was taken to the Jefferson Hospital. That's where representatives from the team, including the 76ers president, Daryl Morey, joined him. He sustained one fractured rib and injuries to his hip and his right leg as well. Now, the team said he's going to be reevaluated in a week and he's likely, likely going to miss much more time, but there is some hope that he returns before the end of the year and after Maxi's 50 point career night all he wanted to talk about was Kelly Oubre take a listen man this had nothing to do with me this is all Kelly Oubre man you know we praying for him man love my dog man I just met him but I love him you know what I'm saying I hope he gets well soon too bad lucky uh, but I'm glad that he wasn't you know you know too bad the game today uh, I'm sure Tyrese was probably thinking about it uh, we were all thinking about him, and uh, you know, we just want him to, you know, take his time and, you know, recover, and we got his back. 6ABC in Philadelphia reported that police say a silver vehicle fled the scene after the incident and the investigation. It is still active. We will continue to update this story as it moves forward. Coming up, though, on NBA Today, the Clippers, they have cratered since trading for James Harden, dropping five games in a row. Are there any signs of a turnaround coming, or will the losses continue to pile up? Plus, Tyrese Maxey, he's going to join the show, press off his 50-point performance. And it has been far from easy going for Zion and company out in New Orleans. It's been over 10 days since the Pelicans have gotten a win. 
hear from Zion on why he feels like he's been having trouble buying in with the team. Stay tuned to NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. There were 11 games going on on Sunday, and in case you didn't catch them, let's go coast to coast. And we're going to start with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He dropped 35 to hand the Suns their fifth loss in the last seven games. The Suns, they shot two for 21 in the fourth quarter. Perk, what is going on? There's a lot going on. One, they have to find an identity and stick with it on the defensive side of things because everybody that played the Phoenix Suns are waiting on them and got them circled on the list because they know they could go for a career high or close to it. Let's check in on the Miami Heat. They outscored the Spurs 25-10 to over the final 630 to overcome a late double-digit deficit. This is their fifth straight win. Bam Adebayo averaging a career-high 23 points mm. a game. Zach? Is he getting enough credit? Bam never gets enough credit, ever. He's been robbed of at least one All-Star game. That's going to be rectified. 23, 10.5 rebounds, 4 assists, Defense Player of the Year kind of conversation. Let's go. Well, <laughs> last year's playoffs linked Miami and the Knicks, so let's check in on them next. They blew out the Hornets. Runs, Brunson, Randall, and Barrett. I'm trying to combine all their names. They each had 20-plus points for the second <laughs> straight game. They've got Celtics tonight. They played on opening night. They played them tough. Who do you want to see have a big night for the Knicks, Ramona? You know, I think R.J. Barrett is having this, this kind of a year. But I'm going to say Julius Randle. Randle, revenge game. A revenge game? Yeah. Revenge, against, revenge against himself? <laughs> yes, exactly. A redemption game. Meanwhile, speaking of redemption. a little bit of need for redemption, James oh. Harden still looking for his first win here against the Memphis Grizzlies with the Clippers. We're going to pick this one up in the fourth quarter. Paul George makes splashes in a late three late in the shot clock there. Paul George then... Ahead. You know, they were about to make this comeback. I was like, okay, Paul George single-handedly brought them back into this game. With Norman James Powell, on the bench. With James did come in and make a key three. I was like, okay, James, yeah, you stay ready. Yeah, but fourth quarter, he was sitting he on, was the, on bench, the bench for the comeback. Nothing to do. But he Desmond with Bain hits a three there. Five-point Memphis lead. Now, they watch Marcus. They him every time. Watch Marcus <laughs> Smart here. <laughs> 
point game, 155 left. As you mentioned, James Harden on the bench for most of this quarter. Could've, Harden could have zoned out. For three came through with a big one. He was he was cold. It wasn't about him. They did it without him in the comeback. I thought that was a, a nice play from him. One point game at this point. This, this is a nice play. play. Oh my goodness. The hustle, the heart. These are the grit and grind Grizzlies. A the hand-eye coordination. The, just everything. They this did all nuts. the dirty work. They Diving on the floor saves the game. This is the play of the game, possibly the night. I don't know. So then 40 seconds left. The Clippers down 101-98. Kicking out to James in the corner. We just saw him make this, but he airballs this one. The block. Let's take a listen to Ty Lue after the game. Like we got to we get rebounds, we get stops, we got to push it. On makes, we got to push it, get it up quick, and attack early. You know, we can't just I'm sorry. Oh. No. <laughs> I mean, we just can't just walk around offensively. Is it, is it too far to say he's being, like, almost too polite? Yes, he is. I mean, do you, do you want to expand on that? Just sort of. He's being too polite. What's, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Yeah. He's being too polite. That's about as confrontational as you hear Ty Lue get. Now, the Clippers have been outscored by 67 points in mm. just 125 minutes over four games with James Harden on the floor this season. That's by far the worst on the Clippers. So, Ramona, there's been plenty of times on the show, five straight losses for the Clippers. We have been slicing up blame pie. <laughs> <laughs> Food analogies continue. I know, crazy. Slice. If Somehow you are it's be a slicing pie, yeah. that up today... How big of a slice are you giving to James Harden? Look, they were playing well before he got there, and yeah. they've played pretty poorly since he has. And I think some of it, you know, and and, and when I asked Hailu that at the end of the game, like, is was, is he being too polite? Is that what you were trying to say? The reason that needed clarification is because him saying that, James being too polite, he's being too deferential, that's kind of everything, right? And we saw the same thing happen when Russell Westbrook joined the team and didn't get off to the greatest start also. It's hard to work in a new superstar. But I ended up talking to James Harden after the game, walked out afterwards, and, and I said, you know, what, what do you think of what Ty said? Are you being too polite? And he goes, well, that's, that's going to stop. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm going to be different. And Ty Lue has basically said, we're running the offense through you. We, this is yep. your show. I mean, his quote at the introductory press conference, you know, I don't, I'm not in a system. I am the system. Mm -hmm. yep. Ty Lue has basically said, go be the system. But it is not that easy to revolve around a new son. Okay, this is this is a team that has had Paul George as the point guard, has had Russell Westbrook as a point guard. Now James Harden is the point guard. They want him to be aggressive. They want him to be the center of the universe. But everybody else has got to figure out where they get in. Right. We're talking about politeness, rudeness. Everyone's laughing because Ty Lue accidentally swore. Oh, several all that, times. All that stuff is cute. <laughs> the thing he said that actually mattered was we can't walk around on offense. Yep. That's the whole thing. The moment they traded for James Harden and put everyone in these roles and everyone's talking about, I'm willing to sacrifice, yep. I'm the system, I can do this, I can do that, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. What it takes to win now that they have these four guys together is you got to work together, you got to cut hard, you got to screen hard, you got to actually do these yep, things. Right. And they're going station to station, walking around, and they're not going to win until that changes. And I have a proposal. Would yes. you like to hear my proposal? Yeah. Say it. I'm, I'm always a little afraid. Say it. I think James Harden should come off the bench. Ooh. I think James Harden oh. should be the Los Angeles Clippers sixth man, at least temporarily, because with all four of them together, yeah. it's not working. <laughs> with Russ, PG, and Kawhi together, 
It looks actually pretty good. Let James Harden come off the bench, bring Zubats back with him so they can run pick and roll with shooting around yeah. them. Maybe you catch a rhythm this way and you can revisit it down the road whether you want to start him or not. But yeah. everyone's talking about Russ for Terrence Mann as the substitution. Maybe it's James Harden for Terrence Mann. Just an idea. Somewhere I'm throwing Russell out Westbrook free ideas. It was his birthday yesterday. Chicken, waffles, gravy, all my ideas. Get him out there. What do you there. think of that, Perk? And when you go and buy chicken and waffles, you got to bring in receipts. And that's the great thing I love about the NBA today. You got to bring in receipts. I got some. Y'all remember this day in New York? Zach Malika. Ty Lue, if I'm you, I bring James Harden in off the bench. I'm not bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench. So that means that James Harden has to be the one to sacrifice. All right, Perk. <laughs> so you're agreeing with Zach. You think that I he mean, should come off the bench. I Yes, he should, and Zach is right. Listen, the Clippers had a good thing going before James Harden got there, and it's almost like when I think of James Harden, I think of that one family member that used to come to the barbecue or used to come to the family <laughs> reunion going to, that nobody going to really wanted to come, but okay. th that nobody wanted to come, uh -huh. but you still had to give them the invite, and they always was going to come and ruin the moment. You knew they was going to ruin it, but you had to give them the invite. And that's what happened with the Clippers right now. So absolutely, I'm with Zach on this one. James Harden should be the one to be sacrificing because, okay. again, you shouldn't punish Russell Westbrook. West Russell Westbrook has been amazing since he was traded to the Clippers last season. He was amazing in the postseason. Okay. Russell Westbrook saved his career and saved that locker room when they come down to him wearing a Clippers uniform. So James should come off the bench. He's come off the bench once since leaving Oklahoma City, just okay. so we're all aware. Go ahead, Ross. Okay, I'm just trying to think if I have a food analogy to throw into this. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm full. <laughs> okay, so right, right. I, I mean, okay, so I agree with a, a bunch of things being said here. I think first and foremost, the Clippers do have some real issues with, with spacing, with pace, with rotations to figure out, full stop. But I do think Ty Lue is a great coach. Those are great players. I think they've more than earned some grace period here as they figure it out. And to Zach's earlier point, something that can expedite the process or at least make up for some of those issues is if they played with some more passion. You know, coach says they can't be walking around. You can't start the game down 13 against the Grizzlies or all the turnovers they had or inefficiencies. That play that we showed in the highlight and went crazy over of Marcus Smart diving onto the floor, putting his body there, and then coming up with that crazy save and assist, it actually ended the Clippers' comeback and saved the game for the Grizzlies. And I thought, when I was watching the game, I thought, woof. Like, that is the effort. <laughs> that is the effort that I think the Clippers need to be putting into making this work. That's the kind of work they need to be putting in to, to put some urgency to it. And they needed that Grizzlies game. They got the Nuggets tomorrow. Yeah. They needed it. Look, Paul George needs to be Paul George. When they got back in that game, he was Paul George. And he was before this, he was talking about being the, the glue guy. And yep. Paul is always deferential. When Paul George is aggressive the way he was in the second half, they're a completely different team. It's five straight losses for the Clippers. This is after they won three out of four games to begin the season. So time, I, we're only ten games in, but the, in the West, where there isn't much separation, they do not have any time to waste. Speaking of, Steph Curry, his 38 points. They were still not enough to prevent a Timberwolves takeover. So just how worrying is the lack of scoring around Steph? This time, it isn't Perk's list. It's my list. What? Yeah.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NBA Today. I want to play the Warriors. I want to get to the Warriors. Wherever they at, I want to get to them. You got you out of the water so much. I mean, Draymond talk so much trash. That's pretty much the only reason. So this was weeks ago, and it sure sounds like Anthony Edwards has had the Warriors game circled on his calendar. He put on a show against them on Sunday. Anthony Edwards facing the Golden State Warriors in Chase Center for this one. The Wolves have been rolling and it did not stop. Anthony Edwards. Oh, excuse me, Dario Saric. Look out below. That was so graceful. No need for that. That's just this is rude. No need for this. This is the angle. Way. Come Ooh, on. Oh my God, Dario Saric can't get up half that high. Come on now. I'm a little I respect that he tried. Let's go ahead to the fourth <laughs> quarter here. Warriors still down here. Oh. Steph Curry from Chris Paul. Warriors down 11 at this point. And then going ahead here midway through the fourth, Timberwolves up 98-86. Edwards gets a steal. Short in the distance. And then, watch this. Fouled by Green on the layup. Take a listen to what Draymond had to say about this. And Edwards taking exception to Draymond Green. What you gonna do about it? Ooh, he had an answer. Well, this is what he did about it. Ooh. Full Kermit Wilts on Bo Cruz and energy. <laughs> Literally just shrugged it off and then proceeded to let his game that, talk. That is nasty. Right Ant was there. good in that movie, by the way. <laughs> it was. I mean, Edwards living it up, up double digits. And then right here, about a minute to go, Edwards with the ball once again. Step back. That's it's good. I, that's what I'm about to do about it. Timberwolves, they get the win. <laughs> 116 to 110. Edwards, he finishes with 33 points. Now, the Wolves, they have the West's best point differential. Anthony Edwards, he is a huge reason why, right? He's averaging 28.4 points per game this season, the most through nine games in Timberwolves history. But, Zach, I mean, we've seen Anthony Edwards, the Wolves, they're one of the biggest surprises, I feel like maybe it's fair to say, in the NBA. But not to you. What is it you've seen from them that you think maybe could be sustainable here? I thought they were going to be really good this year, but Anthony Edwards, 28.4 points. We put that up on the screen. 5.4 assists, fewer turnovers, and the passing, particularly when he's on the pick and roll with Gobert, is just at a different level. That's almost more important to me than the scoring. We're gonna, I, Perk's not here, so I get to do this. 
Here he goes. Gobert, Edwards, pick and roll. This is nice. Keep it. No, freeze! Okay. Look, at, look at Steph Curry. He's leaning into the paint. The pass comes, and Jaden McDaniels, who's been awesome, gets to attack and close out. That's how you get rid of now this stuff, this is like freeze! Um, look at that. Again, this wow. is this is death right here, but not for the Wolves because they're so freaking big. Jaden McDaniels gets back into the picture, and this was just a little moment I love. Carl Towns misses at the rim, starts whining to the refs, which has been a problem for the Wolves for years. Their transition, and look at Kyle Anderson. Get back here, big fella! It's a little thing. But the Wolves' transition defense has been bad yep. for so long. And Kyle Anderson is like, we're a serious team. Let's play serious basketball. Get back here, big fella. They are a serious team. They are a force to be reckoned with. They are in the picture in the Western Conference, and they ain't going away. We saw flashes of it in their first-round matchup with the Denver Nuggets. Okay, maybe these guys are for real. We're seeing that continue into the season. By the way, I will give you an A-plus on your perk-esque freeze there. And while the vibes are high both with Zach Lowe and with Ant and company, the Golden State Warriors, they are searching for answers after their third straight loss here. This is part of the season, and um, I think we we just played um, you know back to back two great defensive teams that that you know throttled us, and we need to um, figure out some things offensively. And I'm confident that we will. I think it's just a matter of getting a little smarter and a little bit more organized on how we're creating good shots and trusting that. You know we have the ability to do that with our with our rotations and the, the combinations that we put out there. So um, it does feel like everything's kind of tough to come by in terms of creating good looks, but that's not something that we feel like is unfixable. So this made me freeze, for lack of a better term, Steph. He needs some help. Look at this. Mm -hmm. None of his Warriors teammates have scored more than 20 points in any game this What? Season. 124 players. That's right, Ramona. Across the rest of the league, they have scored over 20 Not Clay points Thompson? No. Darius Arch had 20 at one point that I can remember, but not more than 20. That means, look at this, over wow. four guys per team. That's what that shakes out to be, if my math is correct. Perk. Mm. Is it just the overall lack of firepower oh. from anyone else outside of Steph? Is that the reason that they're struggling? What's going on? You know what? I, I watched that game from start to finish last night, and we're, we're talking about the Clippers and chemistry issues. I never thought I would be saying that about the Golden State Warriors, but here I am. I'm watching bad body language. I'm, I'm watching bad basketball. I'm watching guys moping. Every time Clay misses a shot, I'm watching him hang his head. Uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins don't even look interested in the game of basketball right now. Draymond Green is trying to talk his way into things, but these young boys are not going for that. CP3 seems like he's trying to find his way, and everything just don't, everything looks dysfunctional. Hmm. And for the first time, I really could sit here and say, it seems like the Warriors have chemistry problems for us from the outside looking in. Maybe it's Bob Myers coming to join the network and leaving them. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm happy to have Bob here. I'm just saying, seems like some issues there. I'm wondering, Ramona, we talked earlier yeah. about this whole Chris Paul coming off of the bench, thing, yeah. right? And we sort of said the feeling around the Warriors was as long as it's working, yeah. as long as they are winning, Chris Paul is willing to make those sacrifices. Yeah. But that magic that we saw a little bit early on in the season, it's clearly start to run out. Is it still working? No. 
I mean, look, he's coming off the bench, and this whole, the whole talk in the offseason was we have six starters, and somebody's always going to be hurt, so Chris Paul's going to start. And all. the Celtics, that's, six that, starters. That's not happening. Right. Like, he's moved to the bench permanently. That, that's, that's his role now. Dario Sarge is starting in this, in this game. And Steph Curry, you heard what he said. It seems like it's a little hard to create open looks, good looks for ourselves. You know who could help with that? Chris Paul. Hmm. Like, I understand that they have issues with size. I mean, you're playing the Timberwolves. It's hard to try it out, guys, that, with the small lineup. But it's a little like the Olympic team. Like, Steve Kerr had the Olympic team, and that's what they struggled with as well. Chris Paul, obviously, they got smaller when they put him in the starting lineup. But they're, they're not creating shots. Steph Curry's working way too hard, and yep. Chris Paul can help with that. It's that very small margin for error that we talked about, particularly in a stacked Western Conference. And so I was having a conversation with our great statistician, Matt Williams, over the weekend just about – okay, of the teams that we actually have expectations for, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who are you most concerned about? Who is the sort of early 10 games in, I am concerned about these teams? And the Warriors are on my list, but they're not number one. I'm going to show you uh, who we got here. Number one, for me, the team that I'm most concerned about. This is Malika's list. This is my list. I was going to say, what is the lead in? What is the build-up? This ain't Zach's list. This is my early season concern of teams that we actually have expectations for. I am least concerned about the Phoenix Suns just because of health. I think their fourth quarter issues that we've seen, a lot of that can be solved with clutch Devin Booker. Now, has the thought creeped into my mind, are they going to be healthy soon? When is that going to happen? Yes, which is why they're on the list, but they're not number one. That honor belongs to the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. And it belongs to them because of their defense. Because as long as I have covered them, and I started my career as a beat writer in Milwaukee, their defense has been this well-oiled, reliable machine. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, that's not even a machine anymore. It's like parts that are sort of still there in this new system under Adrian Griffin, but that aren't being utilized in the way that we've come accustomed to seeing from the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that we talked about being right there with the Boston Celtics. So, Zach, did I did – my first list, I'm not – You need some per, more BAMs and stuff. Did like, I – other than my <laughs> lack of – BAM! Right? Yeah. Oh, see there. Yeah. Now it's the list. Now it's the list. Now it's list. Now it's the list. Now it's the list. There's got to be more go. explosions. Yeah. Like, there's no way this list is going so quiet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't – look, I'm concerned about the Bucks too. I yeah. mean, Malik Beasley as your stopper on the perimeter was never going to work, no. and it's not working. And the, the players have already kind of fought back against Adrian Griffin about what kind of scheme they want to play. They have Brooke Lopez dropping back more. So that's something to – watch personally I don't know how you could have watched the last 10 days of Clippers basketball and not have the Clippers number one with a bullet at the top but look to each their own it's not my list it's your list. I put the Clippers second because I do feel like they have the talent there and Ty Lue it feels like for me James Harden to be the version of James Harden that we know him to be he needs sort of a center to play off of and without Mason Plumlee Zubach it kind of hasn't been quite it I'm giving them a little bit more time not a lot they have a brand new system he's the system exactly orbit around and that's the other thing is the Bucks it's the same pieces plus Damian Lillard I just don't think it should be that I I liked your pick of the Warriors right in the middle you weren't too panicked on them you also weren't going too easy on them you know I was just around the Warriors uh, this past weekend the Denver game yeah the Denver game and Steve Kerr's kind of in a similar place too where he's going to let his players that have started slow like Andrew Wiggins maybe Clay Thompson is obviously aware he's going to let them play through it at least to start 
And that's his line because he's choosing to trust right now. He's got champions, veterans. He's got future Hall of Famers. So that's the line he's walking. So if Steve Kerr is going right. to have a little grace period, then I'm okay with that, that at number three for your list. And that's kind of, I flip-flop. I was like, Lakers, Warriors, should they flip-flop? Yeah. Dave McMenamin, we're, we're just seeing now that Jared Vanderbilt has been cleared to begin to return to play. So, like, they're not quite healthy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how long is LeBron mm-hmm. going to be out with this calf contusion? Like, that's a little bit of a question. But, again, I feel like the health had me, okay, Warriors, Lakers, that's why they're sort of in the middle there. Uh, Perk. Coming up on NBA Today, Joel Embiid, he called him the franchise. I appreciate that. Mr. 15 Tyrese Maxey joins the show. Also appreciate him taking the time to talk about his career night, what he did that we haven't seen in Philly since Alvin Allen Iverson. That's coming up next. Just a ray of sunshine, isn't it? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tyrese, your mom says that your parents knew that you would be an NBA player when you were five years old. Maxi on the drive and punch. Thanks for the opportunity. I promise you, it won't be regret. Oh, no way. No way. The first 50 spots in the career of Tyrese Maxey. It has been a career year for Tyrese Maxey. He said that he hopes that Philadelphia doesn't regret pricking him. No way. Take a look at those numbers. And it was capped off by a career performance last night with 50 points. And how lucky are we? Tyrese Maxey joining us right here on NBA Today. Thank you so much for stopping by. No, thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's just start here. Your 50 points, they are the most by a 76ers guard since Allen Iverson in 2005. How does it feel to hear your name alongside that legendary Sixers company? Yeah, I mean, that feels great. You know, that's that's a great feeling. I mean, you know, what makes it even better is that we won the game. And, uh, you know, my teammates, shout out to them. They were they were great. You know, they were feeding me the ball, and they really wanted me to score 50, so it was really cool. Yeah, you, you talked about how maybe even Joel Embiid wanted you to do it more than you wanted it for yourself. Is that right? Right, right. He, if, if I didn't go get the ball and shoot it, I think he was going to have some choice words for me. So, but it ended up being really great. <laughs> yeah, it was a wonderful moment. And then after the game, Joel Embiid, he posts on social media a photo of the two of you, and it says, the franchise. What does it mean that he has that type of confidence in you, that he is calling you the franchise with him? Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, it's, it's great. Um, Joel has been like a big brother to me. 
uh, since day one. I think uh, he's had this confidence in me that I think nobody else probably had around, you know, around town. But for someone, the MVP to have confidence in you and want you to go out there and be successful and he has the ultimate faith and uh, my abilities, it just makes me go out there and be the best version of myself, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure that that gives you a, a lot of fire sort of to fuel your performances as well. I imagine that your phone has been blowing up since last night. What is the best message, maybe the most surprising message that you've gotten? Who I got, I'll give you two. One was from Coach Cal. He okay. said, how many points did you have last night? 45? <laughs> and I just, I just laughed at him. And then another one was from my mom. They were all, it's my niece's birthday. I have twin nieces. So it's their birthday today. So they had like a little birthday party and they all watched the game at, at my sister's house. And if anybody knows me, they know my dad. He doesn't like, he doesn't say good game. He's mm -hmm. like very strict. So uh, my mom's taking a video and my grandmother, she's hype. My twins, my twin nieces, they're hype. My sister's are hype. And my dad, he's really just sitting there and he's looking <laughs> like this. And he has a smile one time. I'm like, this man, this man's amazing. But it, I mean, honestly, it just, it's just because he believes in me. He knows that uh, you know, he expects it of me. You know, I, I work extremely hard every single day, uh, whether it's summertime, whether it's in-season time. So, you know, I love them and I appreciate their support. You have another big test on Wednesday against the Boston Celtics on ESPN. What could a win in that game, a team you've already beaten, what statement could that make about this team? Uh, Nick Nurse said something after we played them the first time that was uh, pretty enlightening. He said that uh, everybody wants to know if it's for real. And he said, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw, we're serious. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's kind of implemented that since day one, you know, since he, since he got there. And uh, training camp for us was, was very serious. And every single day that we come in, uh, guys are taking every single drill, every single film session, every single workout. Uh, guys, you know, that, that are playing are, are extremely serious out there on the court. And we have a goal in mind, and uh, we go out there and we compete every single night. Tyrese Maxey, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you all for having me. Have a great day. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So here's our next NBA star-studded Wednesday doubleheader. Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey and the Sixers host Jason Tatum and the Celtics at 7.30 Eastern. And then the Kings take on the Lakers at 10 Eastern. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. All right, coming up on NBA Today, New Orleans struggles. The Rockets are rolling. The Lakers maybe starting to figure some things out. We're going to chop it or drop it. That's next.
All right, it's time for a little chop it or drop it. We're going to take a look at storylines from around the league, and then we're either going to chop it, discuss, or we're going to drop it, keep it moving. We get this right like 70% of the time. Let's yeah. see how we do today. Let's <laughs> start with the Pelicans. They trail by as many as 29 points in the Mavericks. Their Ooh. fifth straight loss of the year. The Pelicans, they have a negative point differential with Zion on the floor so far this season. And let's just say, Williamson, he isn't happy with the way that things are going. Take a listen. Like I said last year, you know, we had a team meeting and it was brought up some things that I could do better, especially like with buying into the program. And right now it's tough right now, but like I said, right now I'm taking a little back seat right now and I'm, uh, I'm trusting the process. I'm trying my best to buy in right now. All right, so Zach, Zion, he is averaging career lows scoring-wise, and I don't even know if we need the numbers. We just need what we just heard from yeah. him. Chop it or drop it, New I'm, Orleans struggles. I'm chopping it partly because I don't really understand what he was saying, uh, what, he's, what he's that mad about. Look, New Orleans just doesn't have their team. They're yeah. missing like 17 guys every single game. It's hard to judge their team. But look, his shots are the same as they were last season. His usage rate is the same as it was last season. The difference is he's shooting 52% on twos, which for Zion is, like, That's not good. Not it's good at mortal. All. They just don't have any shooting and, well, and enough stuff around him. Yeah, Perk? Well Zach, well, Zach, it wasn't meant for none of us to understand because he shouldn't have said those things. Mm -hmm. that, that conversation should have been had with him and Willie Green. It seems like nothing really. So it wasn't really, for us to understand. I mean, it seems like nothing really is, is going That's right, your right? On blast. Right now. Um... Yeah, there's a whole lot going on there. All right, let's shift from a team on a losing streak to one that's won six in a row. The Houston Rockets, they survived a monster stat line, 36-21-11 from Nikola Jokic, knocked off the defending champion Nuggets. It's H-Town's longest win streak since 2021, and the team is sitting fourth in a loaded Western Conference. Perk, the Rockets, they're a playoff team? Chop it or drop it. I, I mean, I'm in the H-Town, so you know I got to <laughs> drop it. I got to drop it because I'm going to talk about them in the next segment. So okay. I'll drop okay. it oh, right Fair now. All right, we're, dro we're dropping we it for right now. I'm going to talk about them. Fair enough. So that's like an in-between chop and drop. So let's end it right here in Los Angeles, right? Because the Lakers, <laughs> they've won back-to-back -back games over the weekend. They got back to 500. LeBron James, he led the way with 32 points in a come-from-behind win over the Suns on Friday. That's despite not having James on Sunday. The Lakers, they also took care of business against the Blazers, right? Austin Reeves, he came off the bench for both of those games to sort of help steady that second unit remote. Let's take a listen to this. Uh, I mean, basketball is basketball for me. Um, start, come off the bench, go play, you know, pick up back home. I try to play the same way regardless of situation. And, um, yeah, that's really it. Lakers, resolving their issues, chop it or drop yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to chop it. I think Austin Reeves moving to the bench is exactly what they needed to do. They they, they needed a point of attack defender, and that's been Cam Reddish. It might be Jared Vanderbilt if he's healthy and just changing that lineup around. And I think for a guy who just signed a big contract, like kind of a starring turn for Team USA this summer, that's a big move for him to willingly accept it. But he's the right guy to do it. Well, you can't do that to D'Lo. Right. Let's see if they can continue the streak against the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow. All right. Perk, I got my list in earlier. Oh, it's God. your turn. It is time for Big <laughs> Brace ourselves. Big List. You're not going to believe it. it's in the list. Who has cracked his top five in Big Perk's power rankings? Don't go anywhere. Is That's it about coming food? up in 60 seconds. You're watching NBA Today. 
Welcome back to NBA Today. I mean, can you guys believe that we're already three weeks into the NBA season? It's early. I do want to take a look at the standings in both conferences here. Starting in the East, the 76ers, a game up on the Celtics, followed by the Pacers, and the Heat, then the Hawks, Zach Lowe's Hawks. And then we're going to the West, the Mavericks and the Nuggets. Are there any noises for Mavericks and Nuggets? No. no. They lead the pack, followed by the Timberwolves. Is that a woo? The Rockets and then the Thunder. So, Kendrick Perkins, we saw my list earlier of too early, just a little bit of concerns. That was my list. So now it's time to hand it over to the master. It is time for your list, big perks, big list of big time power rankings. Let's get it. And you know I'm unselfish. I'm an unselfish individual, and I love group participation. <laughs> but I got to be selfish on this one. Okay. Damn it, this is big perks, big list of power rankings. Coming in at number five, running. Bam! Here we go, popping up there. The Houston Whoa. Rockets. The Houston Rockets. Dylan Brooks. Chad Goon. Ime uh, uh, Udoka, Fred Van Fleet, Jeff Green, hey listen, have completely changed the culture. They're winning down in H-Town right now. It's not a, just about Trill Burger. It's not just about Turkey Leg Hut. It's about the Houston Rockets. I know the Texans wow. doing their thing, but stand up H-Town. Nation. At number four, I'm rolling with Ant-Man in the Minnesota Timberwolves. When you talk about the best starting five in the league, we might want to start putting them in the conversation. McDaniels, Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, uh, Mike Conley, and Carl Anthony Towns. This team not only knocked off the Denver Nuggets to give them their first loss of the season, but they also did it to the Boston Celtics. Coming in at number three, speaking of the Celtics, that's who I got at number three right now. I'm still waiting on that big time win. I know they've been playing some great basketball. I know they have a starting six, but I need to see a win against a contender that's going to convince me that they're like that. At number two, run it. Bam! I'm running it all by myself today. The champs, the Denver Nuggets. Hey, listen, the only reason that they're number two is because no Jamal Murray. Reggie Jackson is fine, but he's not Jamal Murray. Yes, Jokic been doing his thing. Aaron Gordon been putting on the show, but they're at number two right now. That, uh, that doesn't mean that they can't move up. At number one. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. I'm... Oh, Run it. Wow. Here we go. The 76ers. Right? Give, give us, give me Joel Embiid. Give me Tyrese Maxey. Give me Tobias Harris. Give me Nick Nurse. And give me Nicholas Batum. And watch them have the best record in the NBA. One of the best duos in the NBA. The man is averaging 36 and 6. He had 50 last night. Again, this is my list. I love group of participation, but I might as well take us it's home right. to Malika. It's been a fun day at NBA Bam, today. We all wish y'all well, go, and we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. NFL